From the studios of Tucson Business Radio X, recorded in the Stewart Title Corporate Offices on Broadway, you are now listening to The Mark Bishop Show. And now here's your host, Mark Bishop. And welcome to another show. I have the uh, chief people hacker from IBM X-Force Red in a moment to share what's going on. Cyber criminals are targeting confused consumers and vulnerable small business owners with lures capitalizing on the challenges and concerns that individuals are facing. And this is from phishing emails impersonating the Small Business Association, the SBA, to U.S. banking institutions offering relief funds. Snow Carruthers, who goes by her hacker alias Snow, is a member of IBM's X-Force Red Team. And she's well-renowned social engineer or ethical hacker who uses her skills to help people stay protected and informed. And it's wonderful to have you. Welcome, Snow. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Cyber criminals, they're capitalizing on uh, consumer fear and uncertainty. In fact, since the World Health Organization declared the COVID-19 outbreak a pandemic in early March, your IBM X-Force has observed uh, something like, uh, what, more than 6,000% increase in COVID-19-related spam. That's disgusting, isn't it? Hi. So disgusting. Yeah, we are seeing tons and tons of different campaigns from impersonation of major banks like American Express and Wells Fargo, all the way to impersonating the SBA and even the WHO. How can consumers and business owners stay alert, Snow, and safe, do you think, from hackers during this particular time that we're going through? So there's a handful of red flags that I like to tell people to be on the alert for. The first one is really pay attention to who is emailing you. It might say it's from American Express, but we've seen lazy attackers use email addresses like support at 12345.info. But on the flip side of that, we've also seen some pretty sophisticated attackers impersonate legitimate email addresses like the SBA.org. Attackers can also spoof their phone number so they could call with their phone number anything they want it to display, whether it's your IT department or your bank. Um, Two other things I like to tell people to look out for. The next one is fraud speak, and that's really where the email looks as if it was written with English as a second language or might have words that don't exactly make sense. And the last one, it's pretty important, is attackers love to use a sense of urgency. So they might use phrases with deadlines such as, you must complete this within the next 48 hours. When the IBM Security and uh, Morning Consult conducted the 2020 Consumer and Small Business COVID-19 Awareness Study, that was designed to better understand how effective phishing attempts exploited the global health crisis could be. The survey revealed respondents' lack of understanding in regard to the legitimate channels the government institutions use to communicate with uh, constituents, as well as small business owners' uncertainty of the resources made available to them by the government. What are some of the key highlights from the study that you can share with us? Absolutely. So one of the things that I found really interesting is 35% of respondents expected to hear from the IRS by email. 
even though we've had years and years of warning from the IRS, law enforcement agencies, and tons of different organizations saying the IRS is never going to email you. Mm. Something else I found interesting is um, with our survey, we found that 14% of small business owners felt knowledgeable about the process to get the government's small relief loan, which leaves a huge percentage of small business owners who don't understand the process. And when we see you know, confusion like that, that's the perfect opportunity for attackers. Yeah, I bet you it is. Uh, I think, what was it, only 14% of small business owners feel knowledgeable. What about stimulus checks and COVID-19 testing? Uh, That becomes really like a perfect clickbait too, doesn't it? Absolutely. We've seen campaigns that impersonate um, the WHO, and some of those campaigns look like emails that say, you know, here's a list of common household cold medications to prevent coronavirus with an attachment of that list. And of course, it's not a real attach, you know, a real attachment. It's some type of malware. And if someone were to download and open that malware, it could install a remote access trojan or a rat. And those are pretty dangerous, dangerous because they can do tons of different things. Whether it's spy on you while you're on your computer, turn your webcam on, or even see what you're typing. So if you're logging into a bank account, they then have that information. Mm. I'm speaking with Snow Carruthers from IBM's X-Force Red Team. Um, Ethical scamming to stop all these boogie people who do nasty things to us. Who are scammers targeting and why? Yeah, so scammers are really creatures of opportunity. And right now, because of everything that's going on, consumers and small business owners are really at target, especially because things are constantly changing, right? New information is being updated about stimulus checks or stay-at-home orders and small business loans. It really gives the scammers the upper hand because they're targeting these people by playing off of their fears and confusion. Mm. Well, let's have a look at it, if you don't mind, Snow. What what do the COVID-19-related scams look like again? Yeah, so really impersonation of major banks and impersonation of the SBA as well as the WHO. So an example of a scam that we've seen a lot of really recently is it looks like it's coming from a major bank. And in the email, it says, you've received your stimulus funding credit to your account, but to first receive this credit, you have to log in and verify yourself. And there's a link in the email. If you were to click the link, it would take you to a website that looks identical to your bank's login page. (laughs) And if you were to log in with your username or bank account number and password, the attackers then have access to the information and they could log in on your behalf and empty out your account or do wire transfers. It's, It's pretty scary. Is it ever? I mean, how can someone spot a scam? I mean, an average wood duck like me, you know, I'm not a a techie nerd or anything, but how can someone spot a scam email or phone call versus something that is trustworthy? Right. So I think some of the big things to keep in mind is really, again, pay attention to who's emailing you and know that it can be spoofed like I previously talked about. So it could be, you know, a really easy email to spot that looks, you know, suspicious and it could also be real. So pay attention to what's going on in the email. Is it written properly? Um, and, And see if it has that sense of urgency. Those are all red flags to keep an eye out for. 
Well, you know your stuff. I mean, companies hire X-Force Red. It sounds like a dramatic name, doesn't it? But I bet you guys have a lot of fun at the same time. But you're all experts, I understand, who really, you know, you have to break into their networks in order to find the security flaws that exist in companies' technology, processes, staff awareness. That's an exciting career. It is. Um, it is amazing. I get paid to think and act like a criminal, but the end goal is to keep <laughs> our clients safe. So what else can consumers and small business owners do to protect themselves, do you think? One of the first things I have to tell people is to slow down, which is really hard right now during this pandemic. But a lot of times people aren't paying attention or maybe they're on their phones with a pretty small screen and it's hard to pay attention to the details. So as you're reading it, slow down, question things. If it looks shady, it probably is. I also like to tell people to go to websites directly. So if you receive an email, that's, you know, it might be your bank or the SBA, but don't click on any links or attachments. Just go to their website directly because more times than not, especially now during this pandemic, these companies are putting out information on their homepage or at least a link to an FAQ page with all the information that you're looking to find. And then the last thing I like to tell people is make sure you have multi-factor authentication enabled. So this is really an extra layer of security. So when you log into an account like your banking account or social media accounts, email, instead of just entering your username and password, you also have to enter in an additional piece of information. So it's like a code from a text message. So if attackers do have access to your username and password, they can't log in without that extra code. Okay, marvellous. Now, you've told us an awful lot, shared uh, interesting stuff with us. Can my listeners go anywhere to read more or to understand a lot more of this? Do you have a specific site you'd like to mention? Yeah, absolutely. So for any more information, you can go to ibm.com slash COVID-19. Fantastic. Well, Chief People Hacker from IBM X-Force Red, uh, Snowy Carruthers, thanks for your time and the wonderful work that you're doing. Keep it up, won't you? Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Goodbye.